Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in. Most of you probably don't know, we have a newsletter that just came out now on Neon. It's uh, documenting what the new and latest news is in article form, as well as links to things like top picks, uh, content, as well as Neon Bay, which is new and exciting items for sale online that we highlight. I hope you can subscribe, link in our bio on our IG page, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton, Transform and roll out. Hey, Mono listeners, it's Max, and I'm with Percy Lam, a Hong Kong artist living in America. Thanks for coming on. Hello, my name is Percy. Hi, Max. Hey, hey, Percy, how's it going? We were chatting before we got on the show, uh, naturally, as we do, just trying to get acquainted with what type of work you make. And you know, we're going to go into that a little bit more, but uh, for listeners that aren't really sure, you know, where were you born? How did you grow up? And, you know, what got you into working with embroidering neon signs, Hong Kong neon signs? Um, I actually, I originally born and raised in Hong Kong. And until when I was 17, um, kind of like at a late teenage, I immigrated to the U.S. with my family. Um, we first settled it in Honolulu, Hawaii, because um, that sounds kind of funny because I don't, I know like, even though a lot of people in, in the US, they don't really know much more about um, Hawaii, but um, that's um, where the state that we land to um, because um, I have relatives living there. Um, so um, I kind of started my, um, my art journeys um, from that. I, um, got my um, Bachelor of Fine Art degree at the University of Hawaii. And uh, when I was there, I majored in painting, basically. But um, there was a chance that I can get into um, the media, the art media that they call fiber. And that's, um, there were one semester that I took a intro to fiber class that I got to learn um, um, some of the basic um, fiber technique, like for example, like stitching, um, hand embroidery, um, coiling, paper making, um, dyeing, all kind of different uh, various, various technique um, of fiber. And I actually, kind of like it and 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 wanted to um explore more about um what um you know what is going on in this media of art um i um what bring me interest to um the hong kong neon cultures actually has to um I need to talk a little bit of the story of um, how I start to become a pets dispenser collector after I moved to the U.S. Um, which I really love. I mean, just I mean, anybody's listening to this, we literally just said Pez, which is cool. Uh, the actual candy we're talking about here. So what, I mean, had you come into contact with that when you had arrived or where did that come from? Um, you mean the pets? Yeah, like the actual candy. I mean, literally, yeah. you're, you're building. For anyone that doesn't know, 
you know, Percy's literally building sculptures out of Pez is what he's referring to. Yeah, so where this came from is, 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 is very spontaneous, I would say, but um, the journey is very interesting. I, I, I didn't thought about that, of course, like didn't expect that, that I would become using pads as an art material to create um, buildings or landscape of Hong Kong. So what the story started, I mean, um, about is um, I started to collect past dispensers once, I mean, after I moved to the U.S. Um, it was because of a um, music video that I was watching. And that music video is actually is, is from a Hong Kong singer, um, which um, in the MV, um, there was a scene that in the very beginning that um, showcased a um, American style dining place. And, but uh, the interesting thing is, I don't really think that dining place is actually located at the US. I believe it <laughs> is at like Japan or Korea or something, but it just, you know, like um, some, some um, foreign um, cultural references, um, like um, influence, you know, to have that kind of um, American style dining place. And in that dining dining place, the interior, when 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 the scene was um, filming, um, it shows um, that um, interior was filled with thousands of past dispensers on the wall, very um, organized, like they just stuck it on the wall one by one. And um, that image um, were very impressed. And, 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 and because I was um, like a fan or like a collector always like to collect um, collectibles or like figures, some kind of stuff like that to bring myself um, enjoyment and happiness. So um, I started to think, oh, why don't I just start to collect or to become a pest dispenser or uh, to recreate um, those kind of war that I have seen in that MV um, at my bedroom at that time. So that's how I started to, um, you know, scavenge hunt the pest dispensers all over the the stay and all the different store to um, started that um, collecting journey and and, um, and <clears throat> also as as I was um, taking classes at the school um, in the art department I always you know thinking of um, like how to use different material as a art material. So by that, at that time, I actually, um, when I first see um, the pets candy uh, wrappers, because they, those, by that time, those design were just like a block of color. For example, if that is a lemon flavor candy, the wrapper is just um, pure solid yellow block of shape of color. So I started to think of um, that as a element of color um, and to think how can I use it at, you know, like a material to create or like to collage um, um, images or things like that. Um, and um, I remember there was um, a project when I was in the fiber class and that is to ask us um, 
about our identity. And um, I was um, just thought about um, the past dispenser that I was collecting because um, I started to collect that after I moved to the US, after I be become um, Chinese America. So I think that happy um, could be like an anchor point for the shift between um, living in Hong Kong to now in the US. So I, I, I was having, I, I, I had an idea to um, translate past as a material to talk about my shift of identity. And I also um, saw um, the color of the weapons is very uh, bright. It also resonated me a lot with the cityscape of Hong Kong, especially the neon sign that we will talk about later on in this um, show. Um, and also the, the candy form itself, it they looks like um, brick, like, you know, like building bricks. Right. Right. To be specific. So Percy, so you're at the middle of this like kind of ongoingness where you're kind of building up to the Pez, you know, for, you know, for better, or for worse in time to conserve time, but building on that, you've got now black paper that you're using in the Technicolor stitching work. Mm -hmm. Had you gone back and now kind of looked at other signs uh, for the sake of the conversation, just to say the logos and the identity of these businesses that you kind of grew up around. Had you remembered all of those things and kind of filtered through your work a little bit? I mean, let's say you start with a whole blank slate of what you want to work with. How do you decide on what sign to use? Because I mean, there's literally hundreds of thousands of these signs, but we'll get to this later. They are going towards, you know, losing some of them. How do you decide where to go from there? Like what's your. Um, I didn't really have a, um, like a, like a um, really meaningful reason, maybe I. But but more like um, when I when I choose the images, I always look for um, like images that it um, that it it looks reasonable to be able to recreate with. Like if 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 there are some image some images that is too small or too burly or too stylish, I would not use that, but I mainly uh -huh. were looking for all kinds of different um, signage or images um, that um, it looks um, reasonable to be able to replicate with. And those images is um, based from um, a um, online exhibition, which is created um, by a Hong Kong museum called Amplus, I think uh, is at uh, four years ago, at 2014, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, and 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 this, the project that I am currently working on, the stitching um, embroidery on the neon sign on the black paper is actually the whole thing is inspired by um, that M plus um, online um, archive exhibition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for anyone that's not listening, this is a, an online launch of something that took place in 2014. It was really the mapping and the documentation of Hong Kong signs, which are disappearing at an estimated rate of 3,000 a year 
which if you can imagine is, is a dramatic number. I mean, we're talking about thousands of signs that literally have disappeared. So it's curators. What they did is they crowdsourced the database of nearly 4,500 photographs. And that's what we're actually talking. That's where Percy's kind of taking the conversation. It's an incredible resource online. I actually, anybody that's listening right now, check it out if you're interested. It's the M plus museum uh, is really a fantastic conservatory of what Hong Kong has, has looked like or is not going to look like yes uh, for better or worse <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> i like how you describe it max <laughs> yeah what exactly why are the hong kong signs vanishing i mean there's obviously a few reasons we can come up with anything that you kind of have read or in your own studies of actually traveling there do you go back there at all have you been back late i mean obviously now things have changed dramatically since when we booked this show it actually was pre-covid mm-hmm. um however prior to this pandemic had you gone back and forth between the states and China? Um, I don't go back and forth quite often. Um, the um, the recent travel that I go back is last summer. Um, that was um, in between um, my um, master port. I mean, my um, master degree in Chicago because um, I, I was just I, I was just graduated from. Um, from 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 a master of fine art degree, and last summer, um, in between the summer break, I, I because I was always working on this um, series, the embroidery neon series. So um, last summer, I decided to go back to Hong Kong and to do some research um, of the neon culture, um, especially um, to um, um, take some images. Um, by myself because the images that I've been using is just basically using the images from the archive um, and plus um, database, um, which because I didn't have access to the resources. So I was like, before I have my own pictures, I relied most, I mean, many of the images that from that and plus website. Um, yeah, so last summer I went back to Hong Kong, do some research, local research. I walk on the street, um, look at some neon sign. And one major big thing or like achievement that I did actually is um, I um, had a chance to work with a, a local um, worker, a local worker. We call it we call them master, I, I guess, um, in Hong Kong, um, to um, specifically specifically learn how to make um, Chinese character. Mm-hmm. That was a, quite a um, amazing experience for me. What was your reaction? I mean, when you saw what the shop looked like, consisted of, and had you had some idea of how things were working? And I guess maybe what were the conversations you had with technically what they call a master, which obviously sounds like something straight out of Star Wars, but it really does resemble the culture and to the time it takes to be able to do this type of work. I guess, what were those things kind of cycling through your head as you were watching this? Um, so are you talking about how do I see the master? Yeah, what was your mind, like, what was your mindset, I guess, interacting with this person? Uh, had they, were you communicating on how things were made or did they allow you to handle the glass? Oh yeah, sure, sure. Because um, before I approached it to him, I actually um, had a 
semester here in Chicago to take a neon class. So I did have um, like a basic, um, you know, um, technique or a knowledge of how to work with neon. And that's um, the selling, maybe that's the selling point that when I approached the master that I told him, oh, see, I have some history or like I have some background of working with neon. So would you, would you be able to um, let me um, to um, visit your studio? Um, I guess it's his shop as well um, to um, maybe um, to, to, to wend um, his um, material and the space and the, the tools that to um, let me um, play around with the idea of, you know, how to make neon um, signage in, in um, you know, Chinese characters. And um, yeah, that, that basically um, the story of um, how and why that I um, start to approach this. Mm -hmm. And I think some too, like some shop owners, like repeatedly simple day routines for decades included making these signs. I think you had mentioned in an article that I read that obviously some of the LED has come in and to you know, kind of float the conversation through, taking away some of that business. But then there's also sort of the cultural perceived nature of what neon means. I think certain spots of Hong Kong probably pride themselves on having signs and then other places have sort of lost the, uh, I think, the methodology on how it's done, right? So the number of people mm -hmm. that are actually making these signs has lessened. Mm -hmm. um, and then also just, like I said, the time consuming nature of how it's made, like stitching, actually, I find it very interesting how stitching and neon are very time consuming, right? You mm -hmm. can't just push a button and all of a sudden it's done or, <laughs> you know, have some sort of extra, you know, you have to literally sit down and measure and piece together each section, which I never really put together. Had you ever thought about those two parallels, you know, neon and stitching being very similar and like the tediousness of them? Yeah, definitely. And this is, this is, um, this is, I think this is the, the concept of the, of, of this work, um, initially actually, because I was, um, 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 the, the way that, why I choose to use this tedious, um, method, um, to replicate, um, the neon um, craftsmanship is, is 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 both the same way that I wanted to um, celebrate or to appreciate those. This um, it seems like it's different, like extreme in terms of the quality of the work or like the materiality. They look seems totally different. Once it's um, like stitching is more like soft and. Um, I'm quiet, um, but the neon is like, um, because it's glass, it looks more uh, rigid or like, you know, have like a, when it's light up, it has like, it has kind of feel like has a loud um, voices. So in, in terms of in, in characteristic or materiality, they are, they're totally different or maybe you have some extreme contrast between, but I do see the similarity between, yeah, as you just mentioned, the uh, time um, that you involve to the work, um, the tedious way to do it, and also the um, the 
the execution, I would say, like, 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 you have to be really good at that, or, um, or like a lot of need a lot of practices, or maybe simply just you need to have passion to, um, you know, make things good, <laughs> yeah. or to just survive, right? Because it's I think patience is uh, you do even the peasant reminds me of some very meticulous uh, thing <laughs> that you choose to work with, which is fine. I think it's great. I think it shows uh, commitment. Um, but also I think, you know, Neon is, like you said, is, is very, the end product is very different. Like, uh, we're vying for attention, like in the crowded streets of the former British colony, Hong Kong, I mean, each business owner tried to outmatch their neighbor. This also happens in places like New York mm-hmm. where, you know, I have a neon sign. Well, now I have two neon signs. However, it kind of slowly turned into awnings where I have the biggest awning that comes out from my building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And a lot of those signs are now no longer seen as they're seen as eyesores. For instance, um, like safety becomes an issue. Yes, I think in China, definitely. If you, look, if you look in Hong Kong, some of the signs come out like 15 feet. It's incredible. Like they're literally hanging off the side of these buildings, um, which looks exciting. I mean, obviously we want to have that impact. I think business owners are always looking for an, a leg up on their competition. So um, I think the signage, is definitely, uh, I mean, I can't imagine neon, Hong Kong not being uh, a place for neon. Um, but when you look at the amusements, even visitors of like the Pearl of Orient, you know, very famous science. Um, one of the things I read was assistant professor at Hong Kong Polytechnic University School mm-hmm. was saying the shop owners just built what they liked. And so it was really uh, kind of chaotic. What I think is kind of fun about all of that is that you get to kind of get lost in the cascade of neon. You know, did you notice any of that when you went back, when you were able to kind of take some photos? Did it resemble any of the pictures that you had seen when you were online? Um, I think a lot of them are gone already. Yeah, to be, to be, I mean, sadly, to 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 say that. Um, um, it it's a total um totally different landscape right now i mean maybe not totally but it it does take away um a lot of voices or energy from the street that used to be localized because um um once when when you're asking me this actually that reminds me of when i was young um um picking um bus buses in hong kong and um at you might know that Hong Kong um, buses has two level, and um, I was always sitting um, in the in the very front seat um, on the top. I mean, on the second level, so that I have a giant window of you know the screen to look at you know the view around across. And I do remember a lot that when the bus um, like pass by street. Um, like how cold, closely that could be that the window of the but just next to the neon next to a neon sign you know <laughs> it's kind of like you know it's they're really getting you know touching each other and um i like last last summer when i go back to hong kong i don't resonate much of this um memory a lot already and and um i think it it definitely because of um, like since um, um, I, I I don't quite remember exactly what year, but I think maybe five, six, seven years ago when the Hong Kong government started the new regulation on the street signs. So 
apparently a lot of them were already removed, been taken. So that may be um, one of the reasons the, the, the neon sign is getting um, um, lit to by lit to. Um, and, and not, and uh, on top of that, and I do see um, the phenomenal in the signage culture in Hong Kong right now is they do a lot of business, they do turn their signage um, into um, LED rather than um, neon anymore. So if you go to Hong Kong right now, you better see um, a lot of LED signage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think also too, I think the craftsmanship, you know, we talked about that. I, I think the figure is somewhere around 90% of the neon signs have vanished. So it is a considerable number. I don't know how you know plausible it is to say that some of the neon is going to come back anytime soon. I think the control for outdoor structures has increased. I think safety and implementation has increased over the years. Hong Kong authorities are putting a strong, you know, bite on top of that, you know, receiving notifications about signs coming down. Um, the museum actually has done a really good job of, uh, you know, stopping the government from removing the unauthorized sign boards of, of certain businesses. Um, I know traditional shop signage has been uh, less and less, but I think considering all things, you know, I think there's been some resurgence as well. I think your work um, also speaks to a generation of, of Chinese that, you know, for, for, you know, quite a few years, you know, neon has always been a part of this, uh, culture uh, within Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of promise. I think that we're in danger of some things, but also I think nostalgia is really powerful. You talk mm-hmm. about that in your work too. Um, even something like, you know, even when you came to America, you were localizing what was going on culturally wise. And so Pez kind of grounded you, mm-hmm. kind of allowed you to function in both spaces, one side in a video that you saw from a uh, Chinese artist or a Japanese artist possibly, but then the other side was you're, you're still kind of looking towards America and kind of assimilating what you understand kind of in the line yourself with. So I think there's a, a strong belief that, you know, neon will, regardless of where it's found, will be able to make an impact. Um, so, yeah, I mean, under everything that's going on right now, are you working still on neon fabric? Are you still kind of jumping back and forth between projects? How is your work schedule now that you're, are you confined to, uh, to working from home? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my schedule is totally slowed down to be honest. Um, but I do um, take this um, like covert time that being staying at home, I take the advantage of this to um, continue working on um, the, the neon embroidery um, because um, when I was like the past two years, when I enter um, my MFA program, I didn't really have a lot of time to dedicate into this project because I realized that this project, I could do it whenever, like everywhere that I could. So I, I, I the last the past two years, I was ready to um, explore something new um, in the MFA program rather than, you know, try to take my whole attention to focus on continuing on working on the neon embroidery. But now with the, um, you know, the global situation that I stay at home all the time, I, it's, it's, it's actually, it's a great time for me to, to, to sit down and reflect on this project more and, 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 and at the same time um, working on that. Um, So, um, this, this project, when I start first, I mean, when I first start, I was just target to make 100 um, 
squares. Those, those square are like three by three inches. It's, it's like, uh, I mean, relatively in, in mm -hmm. internet um, scale. Um, so, so my first goal was, my initial goal was to just make 100. But um, right now, I do think that this project has a lot of potential to, to, to make it as a um, um, ongoing project rather than to um, like, which once switch to a certain number then stop because um, I, I, I do want it to, you know, kind of like by um, working um, with the hand embroidery, we replicating the disappearing culture of neon in Hong Kong. I not only wanted to just talk about the uh, nostalgia, but also uh, as a way to archive something that used to be um, like as a Hong Kongner, people who live in Hong Kong that used to be proud of, but it might not be anymore. Um, so it's, and um, I, I, I do think um, the, that may be just a personal thing that the uh, the larger that the scale, um, the stronger that um, the, the message that will um, deliver. Uh, and 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 as I say, the larger scale, it not mean that um, like a one big giant stitching, but um, multiply them by um, by multiple. Um, you know, intimate scale to make mm -hmm. it, um, you know, into a large um, collage or like a, you know, like an uh, installation of work. Mm -hmm. So this is what I am going for. Yeah, it's a fantastic uh, kind of way of imagining things. I think, you know, when you look at them, they kind of, and help can turn into this kind of large city scaled approach, you know, building and kind of scaling it from there. Uh, you know, people can find you online too. Anybody that wants to go see Percy's work, I strongly recommend you go check out uh, his Instagram. Uh, you've got that already lined up. We'll put some uh, links in the show notes as well. You can find them online too. You have a website, Percy, right? As well. Yes. Great. Uh, yeah. So please uh, go check out Percy's work. If you're interested in checking out Hong Kong Neon, uh, please go check out the M plus uh, project. Very exciting to, to be able to check that out if you're interested in that as well. Uh, Percy, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Max. Thank you, everyone. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.